Um, I want him to um, look at John chapter 15. Yuan Pet Nice. This is the year that me and Shag can speak even more Bulgarian. You told me he was going to preach in Bulgarian this time, like, that's it. Have you done that yet? I tried on a Tuesday. You just mustn't have a translator nearby, that's the problem. As soon as you don't, you don't find the word, you know, come over Ask here. Ask me, please. Please, thank you. Okay. Um, look, at, at the moment, on the news, it's all doom and gloom. And I'm imagining that the conversations around here are possibly are not that positive. Because uh, us human beings love to talk the problem. You know, we can have all sorts of conversations about how bad things are and so on and so forth. And I, I'm, I'm, it's easy to do that. The trouble is, if you do that, you just stay exactly the same. And uh, in, in John chapter 15, let's just look at the for verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that they may be already be maybe even more fruitful. First thing is that you know we need to be uh, willing for God to say certain things that we're doing are not successful or we, we should stop doing them. You know, repentance is something we all need to do. When God says in our hearts that needs to stop whether it's the food, certain food we eat or certain things we do or certain things we're watching on television we've got to stop it. And then there's other things, other branches that God actually prunes, that He, 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 he disciplines. And it's all that we bear, it's all that we bear much fruit. In the natural, if you cut off all the little tiny, you know, you can either have one really massive bunch of grapes that's really good for eating and whatever. Or you can have lots of little ones. And the fact is, we we want to produce we want to produce a really big fat bunch of grapes. And uh, what I'm saying is that um, 
What I'm saying is, is this, you know, the devil will wear us out with lots of little side journeys, lots of little things we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Sashko's not here, but sometimes we, I've said to him, you know, we, you don't need to do every funeral that comes along. You don't need to go to every party, you don't need to go to every wedding. When you become a, have a bit of a reputation as a sort of holy man, people want you to pray for their houses and pray for their kids and pray for the sick people in the villages and there's no end to that and one thing is we need to, we need to protect what God has specifically told us to do you can be preaching and you can be ministering and it can be completely out of God's will because God's will could be sitting in front of the television watching a film with the children relating to your family we, we've got to get away from the, the only thing that God wants us to do is preach the gospel, save the lost. God recognizes we've got a complete life here. You know, the Bible even says that, um, that a man shouldn't be wandering away from his home all the time. And so it's important that we just do what God has told us to do. And of course when God tells us stop doing something, we've got to stop doing it. And then verse uh, 3 says you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Can I just say that we are clean people? We are healed people. We are righteous people. Because Jesus has died on the cross. And one of the things that's so important that if we haven't already done this, we must keep working on this. Is I want to change the mentality of our congregations from I am a poor sick sinner to 
righteous, healed believer. Because the two people, there may be no change apart from in the mind to start with. And someone could go, someone could go from being a, a, a having a, a, a mental picture of themselves as sick and unrighteous. But all they do, all they do with that mentality is they draw more sickness to them and they draw condemnation to themselves. They have no confidence before God. Because all the bad stuff that's happening to them, they think God's put it on them. And we need to, this is part of the renewing of the mind. We need to tell people that they are righteous. Because Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. And he took all our wicked deeds. And he washed us of our sins. And so right now, to the best of my ability, I am not I haven't got any sin on me. I've got no sin in me. I'm clean. And if I sin between now and going to bed, I will repent, I'll pay and leave the blood of Jesus. I will apologize to whoever needs to be apologized to. And I will go to bed clean. So we are clean people. And we must, it's important that we, we recognize that. That on the inside of us there should be peace, there should be a sense of, uh, a sense of righteousness. If sin comes my way I, 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 and it's tempting me, I reject it. If there's if things I'm doing, if I'm if I've got problems that I'm still doing, I, I, I'm anti that. I'm resisting it. Same with sickness and disease. It's my enemy. I'm not a sick person. You know, even people who've got all sorts of ailments uh, and they're taking all sorts of pills and medications. Once they start seeing themselves as healed, their bodies will immediately start recovering. And just that verse it says, it says, you are already clean. 
Because the word I have spoken to you. Now this is what I really want to get on to in verse 4. I want to say that it, it, it is possible to increase, this time next year, to have great increase in your life. И възможно е до година по това време да сте много по-разширени от това, което сте сега. That would be more peace in your spirit. С повече мир в живота и в сърцето си. That would, be, that would mean sitting in a healthier body than we're sitting in right now. Повече здрави в, в, в тялото, от което сега сме. You see, this body is just the house that I live in. Това тяло, което имаме, ние просто къщата, в която ние си живеем, се помещаваме вътре. Just like this room could be changed and become, I mean, it's a very nice room, but it could become even nicer. Както тази стая, нали, ние живеем в тази стая и тя е направена до много добре, но може да се промени изцяло, да се направи съвсем друга. Increase in our bodies will mean our bodies are in a much better condition in a year's time. И ако тялото ни се променя, да, това в смисъл такъв, че то да става все по-здраво и по-силно с изминалите години. Ние не бива да мислим, че телата ни трябва да, да стават все по-зле и по-слаби и по- с годините. Нали? Не бива да приемаме този начин на мислене. Обратния. Yeah, we get older every year. И да разбира се, че годините се натрупват. But when information comes to us and says this is not healthy, this is not good to do this, we mustn't, we mustn't be violating no, that. Но ние трябва да се грижим за телата си, както Бог ни казва. И примерно Святия Дух ще ни изяви неща, когато примерно едем нещо и вътре Духът ти казва, това не е добро за тебе, да не, не го яш. Ти трябва да се покорим на този глас. Защото това тяло наистина е... Бържалите хубаво Защото това са наистина храмовете на Бог, на, на Святия Дух. И трябва да се грижим за храма на Святия И защото трябва тези тела да са здрави до последния момент, за да вършим Божията воля. Тук без тяло не можем да останем. Другото увеличаване и растеж и преумножаване в финансова гледна точка. Повече финанси, повече по-добри коли да караме по-хубави домове да живеем, по-добро място. Бог иска да ни даде умножаване. Но ние не трябва да мислим както другите хора в света мислят, за да мога да получа повече, трябва да отида в Кипър и да работя, да взема повече пари. Или някакъв бизнес да измисля много, много умен, който аз не мога да измисля, за да мога да получа повече пари. Или някой богаташ да ме види и да ми даде These are all the carnal mind. This is all wrong thinking. Това е всичко грешен начин на мислене, който плътския ум търси тези начини. И казва всъщност, какво казва това мислене? Казва, Боже, ти не можеш да ми помогнеш, така че аз трябва сам да се занимава със себе си, да се заема. И това е, че 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 това е
as the children of Israel running after idols. И това е точно толкова зло, колкото израелтяните, когато тичаха след идолите и си правеха идоли и се покланяха на тях. Те какво казваха? Той е Бог, ние не го виждаме. But I can imagine a rich guy in America giving me money. No, as mogu primerno, as vidim bogataša od Amerike koji to je došao tuk i to je vidim ga sa sučiti si. Or I can imagine someone giving me a great job somewhere. Ili predstavim si ako nekad ima nemat na rabota sa zgulama za plata, tva mogu da si ga predstavim. It's nothing wrong in people giving us money. There's nothing wrong in good jobs. И няма нищо лошо в това хората да ни помагат, да ни дават дарения или да богдам или да имаме по-добра работа. But our eyes need to be on Jehovah God. And here is presented now. I'm going to read about a system where we can increase without any effort whatsoever. Physical effort. What I mean by this is you don't go into an orchard or into a vineyard and hear all sorts of noises of grapes making, you know, of effort being made. градина с плодове дравчета по време на сезона, когато раждат плод, не ги чуваш да се напъват всички и да пъшкат, че трябва да родат този плод. It's amazing that God has produced a system of fruit production that makes no noise whatsoever. Бог е направил система на производство, която без никакво усилие си произвежда. You go on a building site and man, you've got to wear headphones because of the amount of racket is being made. Ако отидеш и видиш там, където хората произвеждат, трябва да си сложиш ушалки, защото е толкова шумно и толкова тежко там, където работят хората. And I've observed people that are just absolutely destroying themselves, trying to get ahead, and yet they never get ahead. Аз съм виждал хора, които толкова са напъват и такива усилия полагат, че почти си унищожават тялото от натиск да отидат, нали, да спечелят нещо и сте никога не печелят. И аз бях такава в един момент. И аз имах една идея за бизнес и започнах да я разработвам и почнах да печеля пари. И печелят много пари. Но гърба заеда ме боли кръста, защото непрекъснато карах с часове кола и седях в бъдеща. Да се разболява, защото ставах много рано сутрин и много късно си лягам. Брака ми взе да се разпада. Взаимоотношенията ми взеха да страдат. И наистина беше както да сложиш пари в портфел с дубки и всичко изтичаше от него. И колкото повече пари идваха към мен, толкова по-бързо си отиваха. И взех да взимам неправилни решения. И взех, че влязах в такава 
At the end of it, there was no increase. In fact, there was decrease. I almost lost my marriage over it. And so we mustn't try and be our own God. Сами да ръководим живота си, да бъдем Бог на себе си. And say, God, you just stay in church, you just keep out of my affairs, I'm going to go make some ти си за църквата, нали, там, когато ходим и служим, през другото време на живота, аз сам ще се оправя. And here in verse 4 it says, remain in me. И тук четвърти стих казва, прибъдвайте в мен. And I will remain in you. И аз във вас. No branch can bear fruit by itself. Както пръчката не може да даде плод от само себе си. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now I just want to say this, you know, the Bible uses um, metaphorical language. And I have heard some people preach just all metaphorical stuff. And people get all excited. But at the end they don't really know what to do. You know, I'm a human, I'm not a branch. Uh, a bunch of grapes is not a lot of good for me. <laughs> if I had to spend the whole year just to produce a bunch of grapes, I'm going to be very disappointed first. But what Jesus is telling us here, there is a way that we can grow fruit that we need. But it comes from abiding in, in Him. Verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. So Jesus again is giving us saying, hey guys, you've got to remain connected to me, you've got to stay connected to me. The first thing this would say to me is that we need to, we need to obey this commandment in Matthew uh, 22.37, which says, I love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your strength. It's Matthew 22:37, but I think we are just going to quote it. This was the commandment that really went through the whole of the Old Testament and goes through the whole of the New Testament. We're to love our God with all our heart, soul and mind and And we're to love our neighbours as we like to be loved. The difficulty is, is that people go to church and they hug each other and they're sweet to each other and they love each other. 
It's almost like they leave their grudges and their own forgiveness and their bitterness at the door. But as soon as they um, as soon as they get out, they pick it back up again. This is one thing I want us to gain. I want you know we're pastors, I want us to work on the mentality of our people. Church for many people has just become like a it's like a become like a theater, like a theater, something unreal. The, the examples are unreal. We don't talk about real things like sex and fear and hate and the economy. Do you know in church there is an anointing that you can get down to the most nitty gritty sort of stuff. And you would offend people if you talked about it anywhere else. Church is the training ground where we get into the very core of life. And it needs to be so real. And, and then we take that reality into the whole rest of the week. You know, I often say that you know we're coaches. We're a bit, a bit like Shagan on the football team. We spend a whole session working on some kicking technique or on some sort of maneuver. And then the Monday morning the football game starts. And we're using what we learn. You know, I, I love it. I, don't, I love it when Milena uh, criticizes my preaching. Yeah, it hurts sometimes. I, I got a brace myself. God, tell me what it was like. But I want it to be better. Но когато съм поправен, става по-добре след това. искам да се подобри. Искам да говоря примери, които са странни за хората и никой не ги разбира за какво говоря. искам да нося примери от Англия и от нашата култура, където никой няма да разбере за какво става прошлото, е друго мислене. From the street, from anywhere people understand. And it's important that it's real. 
The problem that people had with the Pharisees and Jesus had with Pharisees is they said one thing and did another. And if we say one thing from the pulpit but we live another way Monday to Friday, Monday to Saturday, people will come and uh, they, they may enjoy it to start with eventually they'll say this guy doesn't do what he that says the rest of the week And can I just say it's exactly the same way with our children as well? You can't tell your children off for using dirty language. And then get out on the street and talk bad, talk rude words. You can't tell your children. You can't tell your children off for lying. And the next thing you you're talking to a policeman and you're lying your head off. And people, kids backslide because they see that there's a double standard here. We have to live transparent for before our kids. You know, I've um, uh, you know, in our family, you know, we, our kids have seen us fighting, and our kids have seen me losing my temper. But afterwards, I've apologized and said, look, Daddy shouldn't have been fine like that. Daddy shouldn't have been doing this. It was the wrong thing to be doing. I'm going to make sure I don't do that again. You know, we, we need to apologize to our children. There's no such thing as a man that cannot never apologize to anyone. And if people can't remember the last time they apologized to anyone, either you are getting very close to Christ-like perfection, or you're arrogant, and you don't, you don't apologize to nobody, and your sins are numbered no one else's business. We need to be prepared to humble ourselves. Even before the church, if we've blown it the previous week, we just say, look guys, I went a bit, I went a bit too far in that one direction. There needs to be a transparency It doesn't mean we tell everybody everything that's going on. But we've got to be really real people. And none of this religious pride that says I'm better than everyone else. 
You know, a pastor is not better than his people. And to be perfectly frank, we're really not even better than the people out there in the street who are not even Christians. I know we think we are. But if it hadn't been for Jesus, we'd still be going to the mosque. We'll still, we'll still be lost in our sins. And yet, yeah, we, are, we, we know that we're going to go to heaven. But it's not, we can't take credit for what God's given us. And there's nothing that's going to turn a sinner away than to have a Christian wave his finger at him. Tell them they're a sinner. Tell them they're going to hell. It, it might be. It is the truth. I'm not getting that. It is the truth. But that's not what you're telling them. You're, you're saying to them, I am a better person than you are. Because it's not your, it's not, it's not, it's not what you're saying that comes over, it's your attitude that comes over. If you have an attitude of humility and compassion, the sinners will love you like they love Jesus. And you'll be able to tell them anything you want God tells you to tell them. But if you walk around and like remember that illustration where the Pharisee and I think it was a tax collector both went to the temple together to pray. Дето събира данъците и не в църквата, дето се молиха двамата. Единият беше грешника, пък другият беше религиозен. Този религиозния водач казваше, благодаря ти Господи, че не съм като този грешник тук до мене. Sadly, that is what many Christians are putting across. And it's easy to do. And we must watch that. It keeps, us, it keeps people away from us. You know, you know with the magnets, you can either have a... If you have a magnet one way, you know you get two magnets, you put two magnets one way, they'll pull to each other. They push away. And it's, it's just a matter of twisting that magnet around. But it, and we need to make sure, again, that we're telling our people that there's got to be this humility. You know, and I mean, most people aren't even subtle about it. They'll just put their finger straight in someone's face and go, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. I don't want anything to do with these dirty Muslims. 
или показват не искам да си цапам ръцете с тези мръсни мусулмани. А не си wrong. А това е грешно, грешно мислене. Now, let me just keep wading down through here so I can finish off. Verse 6, do we read that? It says, um, if anybody does not remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such, branch... Such branches are picked up and thrown into fire and burned. Do you know there's a verse in the Bible that says if someone actually remain, if someone remains hard-headed, and they just refuse to obey what God is telling them to obey. Um, there would be destruction follows. The Bible says that a man that hides his sin will not prosper. Now there's a parable in the Bible about a man uh, who basically comes to look at a tree after three years and there's no fruit on it. And he tells the guy who was looking after the tree to cut it down. Three years, only three years. And the guy says, look, give me another year, we're going to use some fertilizer, we're going to dig around this thing. God gave it one more year. It's in a very dangerous place to be when God has told you certain things and you haven't done them. And I'm not talking about us necessarily. But sometimes when you see sudden destruction come to a believer, nothing happens accidentally. Uh, you know, in, 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 you know, the, the, the Bible says that there's a purpose for everything that happens. And here it says that if the branches are disconnected from the vine, they'll be thrown into the fire. And so, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but this is what the Bible says here. Like this, that scripture says yeah. that you will be saved but through, as through a fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are not people necessarily, you don't lose your salvation by <laughs> becoming disconnected <laughs> from the vine. We believe that when you become born again, you're very secure in God's hands. But there's millions of believers that are bearing no fruit for God. And they may be too busy at the moment to do anything for God. They may be too busy to go to church regularly. Uh, uh, you mean they're, too busy. They're, too, they're not doing what God tells them to do. But this life is the shortest thing you'll ever do. And you'll be glad, we'll be glad for every meeting we went to, we'll be glad for every time we obeyed God. И ние ще сме благодарни един ден, като се качим на небето за всяко 
подчинение към Божията заповед тук на земята. Защото Библията казва, че ще имаме голяма награда на небето за всяко едно нещо, което сме се покорили на Бог тук. Но също наградата ни е и тук на земята. Ако търсим първо Божието царство, the clothes, all the iPods, all the stuff that the Gentiles seek after, което неверниците тичат след него и търсят, на нашите ни е прибавено без усилия. Now some people teach this message that we just got to sacrifice and suffer and try and do the will of God down here. We can't join nothing. Учение казват, учат хората, че те трябва да страдат, да живеят бедно, измъчено тук и да страдат за Господа. Но това не е това, което това слово казва. Напротив, ние имаме и двете. Имаме и богатството, и всяко добро нещо, но и царството Божие. Всяко добро дело е отдадено. Това е ключа тук, в версе 7. Is if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Ask what you will ever, what you wish, and it will be given to you. And then he says, "This is my to my Father's glory. You bear you you bear much fruit, showing to be my disciples." First thing is this. The difference between a believer and a disciple is that a disciple bears fruit. Първата разлика между вярващ и ученик. Ученика винаги носи плод. You might call yourself an apostle. You might call yourself the most wonderful disciple of Jesus ever walked the face of the earth. Може да се наричаш апостол, да се наричаш служител, да се наричаш какъвто и да е последовател най-големият ученик на Исус Христос. But if you've got no fruit. Но ако нямаш плод, има някакъв проблем? Аминах. Каквото и да пожелаеме, ще ни бъде. Now just to finish is just a few practical ways of staying in God's word. И няколко практични примера за това как да стоим в Божието слово, в Божието да пребъдваме в Бог. We need to stay in love and we also need to stay in the word. Трябва да вървим в Божията любов, да останем в Неговата любов, но и също да оставаме в Словото му. I'm a great one for Bible readings. Аз обичам да чета Библията с план, да си следвам. Не обичам, аз казвам, че Библията всяка година я прочитам. И много християнска литература. I encourage people to watch Joyce Meyer and other folks on TV that's been turned into Turkish or Bulgarian. Да слушат проповеди, както тази жена на турски е преведена Joyce Meyer по телевизията. Тя много хубава проповедничка, много добре проповядва. I would encourage the believers to get into a habit 
ви казвам, вярващите да влязат в... да имат този навик, да искат да слушат Словото, да слушат проповедите. Ви казва, ако иска някой да събере църквата и просто да четат Словото на глас. И да питат въпроси. И да питат въпроси след това. И махали с младежите да раздаваш такива бомбони за правилния отговор. И е приятно като играе, занимателно е. Но това помага Божието Слово да влезе в сърцето на човек. Аз записвам всичко, което проповядваме напоследно. Слагам ги на дискове, раздавам ги на хората. Защото трябва да позволяваме на Словото да влиза вътре в нас. Разбира се, че ти можеш да си го четеш за себе си. Ти можеш да си прочетеш Иоанна 15. И е хубаво да си го прочетеш. Но когато аз ти го проповядвам, това също толкова важно, колкото когато ти го четеш. Има някои неща, които получаваш, като чуеш проповедта. Излиза от Словото, от Библията, минава през помазан съд на Бога и идва до тебе с помазание. Затова Бог това е призвал да проповядва. Затова ние не си стоим вкъщи да си четем тихичко Библиите. За да можем да принасяме плод, най-първото посвещение, което трябва да направим тази година, е ние да се пълним с Божието Слово. Ако си помняте тази случка с с Мария и с Марта, което се случи, когато Исус отиде на гости от тях. Исус беше седнал и проповядваше нещо сигурно от Старите. И Мария беше седнала при нозете му и слушаше това. И както работеше, беше много я разярена за това нещо. И влиза и се кара на Исуса. И казва, тази мързелива сестра, дето нищо не иска да ми помогне, аз се потъвах. Обаче Исуса не каза, Мария, остани и помогни на сестра си. Това нещо е необходимо. И Мария избрала по-доброто нещо. Едно нещо ти е необходимо да седнеш и да слушаш това слово. Винаги ще има работа. Винаги ще има чиниси. Гладени да са глади. Прозорци да са мият. Винаги ще има нещо. Всичко може да бъде по-добро от това, което е. Колите могат да са чистят. 
Винаги има достатъчно работа. But we must put first things first, which is God's word. And just, uh, and just say, okay, this is coming first. Everything else is just going to have to wait until this is finished. And if we, if we do that consistently, we will be sitting in here, here next year with testimony. And things will have changed and moved. Amen. Amen. Anybody want to throw something in there? I just wanted to pray, pray on that. Yeah, could you pray, you pray for us.